It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Jets close out the preseason this weekend as Aaron Rodgers makes his debut in green and white. We'll talk about it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, August 25th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listener, first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, please give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them at the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Tomorrow, the Jets play their preseason finale against the New York Giants, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. A bit of an unusual time for a preseason kickoff, but game will be at MetLife Stadium. Technically a Giants home game, so there will be no Jets broadcast. Our old friend Ian Eagle will not be calling the game the Giants will have their own broadcast, so you can watch the game on WNBC4 in New York. Today we're going to preview the game, and before we get there, just want to thank everybody for your patience today. A little slow in getting this episode up, in case you haven't been following. I've been in Europe the last two weeks and just flew back yesterday, so I made it back to the United States state safely. If you're a YouTube watcher, you see that I'm not quite home yet. It'll be another week before I'm back where we'll have our normal background, but I am back in the United States. It, about 15 hours door-to-door yesterday getting from London back to the United States where I am now when you count uh, transportation time to and from airports when you count waiting for planes. So a little bit of a slow start this morning. So thank you for your patience as I uh, get this podcast up to you today. But the Jets will close out the preseason. And the big storyline is that it's Aaron Rodgers' sort of Jets debut. I've been saying he's going to debut in green and white this week, but I guess it's technically Buffalo. That's the first real game he plays. But it'll be the first time he's on the field in a game situation. Rodgers has mainly stuck to the practice field uh, so far in training camp. He has not dressed in any preseason game up to this point. But the Jets trying to get their first team offense, some reps together. If you're an everyday or you've been listening this week and you know my feelings on this, that I think it makes sense to get the starters on the field because this is a preparation time. And, you know, I have a theory on this. And you know, I can't definitively prove this, but this is just my theory on this because I know a lot of Jets fans are upset. They're worried Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt. My guess is that either Robert Sala went to Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers went to Robert Sala. And if Sala, Sala may have gone to Rodgers, asked, what do you need? How many reps do you need? Or Rodgers may have just gone to Sala and said, you know what? I think we need a few reps. Here's my thing for anybody who's you know upset with the Jets for playing Aaron Rodgers. Given the circumstances here, I can't imagine the Jets are putting Aaron Rodgers on the field unless he said, you know what? I think we could use some reps before the start of the season. They want to be ready to go. Week one's an important game. I know it's not everything. It's not the end of the world if the Jets lose it. 
it doesn't mean the Jets are going all the, all the way if they win it. It doesn't mean they're winning the division if they beat Buffalo week one. But look, it's a game against the biggest competition you got in the division. It's a game against a team that's viewed as one of the three biggest rivals for AFC supremacy this year. A head-to-head win here does matter. I know it's easy to downplay week one. It's easy to overstate week one, but banking a win against the Buffalo Bills, even if it's week one, would be huge for, for the division. It'd be huge for tiebreaker purposes. It'd be huge for confidence, sending a message to Buffalo that you're for real this year. So the Jets want to be going into this week one game firing on all cylinders. And listen, if the Jets go out there and in preseason and something is, isn't quite right, you know, just uh, somebody's off on a route a little bit, the timing is a little, a little bit messy. You can look at the film and fix it for Buffalo. Whereas if you don't play anybody in this game, the first time you're t- going to take the field collectively in a game situation is going to be week one. If somebody messes up there, it could hurt you. It could turn into a pick six that could cost your team dearly. Now, I want to throw out one other warning here. Again, the purpose of the exhibition season is to prepare the team for the regular season. So I have a feeling that no matter what happens tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers, if he goes out and plays great and lights it up, or if he, you know, there's struggles because the offensive line's maybe not up to par, people are going to overanalyze this. This is what always happens in the preseason. And this is one of the reasons I used to think the preseason was useless because people put these performances under this ridiculous microscope. And this happened with Zach Wilson so far this preseason where people are trying to build these long-term career narratives, either good or bad about what Zach Wilson's doing in the preseason. You don't want to read too much into it. It's going to be a handful of reps. I mean, it's not clear how long Rogers is going to play. I don't think, you know, he's certainly not going to play all four quarters, but I remember people do this all the time. In 2019, the Jets played their first preseason game against the Giants. It was the first Adam Gase preseason. And the Jets starting offense played one series in that game. And they marched right down the field and scored. And the reactions were, oh, wow, the Jets offense is going to be great this year. Well, Jets offense was not that great in 2019. You, I can come up with a million examples of this. What happens on the field tomorrow night? It's not about the final result. It's about getting players ready. It's about getting fine, players fine-tuned. It's about getting just getting them some reps. I've said this on a number of occasions in training camp, there's a difference between being in good physical condition and being in football shape. And by playing the starters in this game, it's going to give them an opportunity just to remember what it's like to be on the field in the game situation. Because in training camp practices in this day and age, there's not really much hitting going on. I mean, they have quote unquote padded practices, but they lack the intensity of practices of many years ago. Now teams practice the way they did 20, 30 years ago, you know, I might have a different view on the value of preseason, but these days you don't really hit much. So you really your only opportunity to get into a situation that even remotely resembles a game are these exhibition contests. So you want to see the, the offense go out there. And you know if it doesn't look great, it's not the end of the world. If they look great, it's not a sign the Jets are necessarily heading to the Super Bowl. It's all about preparation. If things go well, you'll look at the film and you'll see, okay, this is these are the things we did. We need to re- repeat them heading into Buffalo things go poorly. You can't say, okay, well, these are the things we need to fix. So for me, it's very logical to play the starting offense, at least to a certain extent in this game. I mean, you don't want to wear them out over four quarters. And I think another advantage you have is the new preseason schedule where as in years past, you know, going back and not that long ago, you used to play four preseason games. So there was a game next weekend. Now, usually the, the starters did not touch the, touch the field in that game you have a bye week coming up. So even if it hedges your bets a little bit as far as injuries go. Now, if somebody suffers a serious injury, they suffer a serious injury. But if guy gets like a bump, gets a few bumps and bruises, 
you have a full week to rest up before you even start preparing, before you even start implementing the game plan for Buffalo. So Rodgers will be on the field tomorrow night. Hopefully he plays well because it'll be fun. It'll be, you know, give you a good narrative, even if it's a little bit overboard. But no matter what happens, I don't think it's that important as far as the results go. It's important about getting the players ready because week one, the Jets need to hit the ground running. And I hope that this play, them playing the starters in this game will help them do that. And, you know, it's almost to me like if you're not going to play the starters in the preseason, they ought to just scrap these games because I don't see what's really being accomplished. These games are supposed to be helping your team prepare for the season. So the team's not going to use them. Nobody's saying the team has to use them, but that's the point of having these games. Now, Hedger on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll keep our attention on the starting offense because there's a player stepping into the starting lineup who could have big implications on the season. We've talked about him a lot. It's Mekhi Becton. More on him as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Harry's. No matter how you shave, Harry's has you covered for the shave of your life at a price you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered directly to your door. Even if you have a beard like me, it's important to keep the beard trimmed, make it keep it looking neat. That's why you got to check out Harry's. The starter set is a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. Includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weight handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Schedule delivery for refills for as low as $2, half of what you'll pay for other blades. Creams, washes, lotions, they'll keep your skin hydrated and healthy. Blades made in their own factory, in Germany, that stay sharp. Guys who've tried it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. Sleek, ergonomic weighted handles that look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with every swipe. There's no reason to not try Harry's. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Get your best shave this summer with Harry's razor and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at Harry's slash NFL. That's Harry's slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. Jets and Giants, 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, MetLife Stadium, the preseason finale, Aaron Rodgers' Jets debut. Another key thing to note on offense, though, is that Mekhi Becton is getting the start at right tackle. We are near the completion of of an amazing comeback story. It's one where the odds seem very much against Becton because when you suffer two serious knee injuries back-to-back this early in your career, it really puts you in a tough spot as a player. It's tough to come back from that. And you saw it early in training camp that things were not clicking. I mean, even before the start of training camp, Becton was expressing frustration with the coaching staff. The coaching staff seemed down on him. He was not getting reps with the first team. And over the last couple of weeks, it feels like he's been working well. He's gone out and played really well in preseason. And he is, seems on the cusp of claiming a starting right tackle job. And 
if it happens, it's one of the great stories. It's, you know, in sports, you don't always get great stories. Sometimes the things you dream about don't happen. And this almost seems like a Hollywood script right now, what we're nearing with Becton, him coming back from these two injuries, coming back from just a few weeks ago where it felt like he was, even the coaching staff was viewing him as an afterthought and a chance to claim the right tackle job. And there may not be any player whose performance outside of Aaron Rodgers is more critical to the Jets this year than Mekhi Becton. I think, you know, you could argue Brees Hall and I've argued Brees Hall, but Becton's up there because of what a question mark the tackle position is. Now, Dwayne Brown finally off the physically unable to perform list. So hopefully we'll be ready for the start of this season. But you know he's 38, and I I still don't know exactly what you're getting from Dwayne Brown this season. And to me, it seems like a lot to ask Dwayne Brown to hold up over the course of a full season. I, I really do worry that the Jets may have gotten the best, the last good football out of Dwayne Brown last year. They're going to try and get one more year, but at the other spots, Beckton gives you the most upside. I mean, listen, Billy Turner's fine. He's an NFL player as a depth guy. I, I don't dislike him necessarily. I think for when the Jets signed him right after the draft. You could have done worse, but asking Billy Turner to be your starting tackle, uh, that for me is a bit too much. So Makai Becton, who of course was just a first round pick, a high first round pick three years ago. And it's been quite a story for Becton because I think his first year, he kind of exceeded expectations. You know, he came in and he felt like he was going to be a bit of a project. It wasn't like he was just completely raw, but he was not a refined player. And the Jets gave him the starting job the first year and, it wasn't clear how it was going to go. And there were some shaky moments. I think, especially as the season progressed, there were some moments that weren't that great, but I think on the whole, that first year, he exceeded expectations because I was expecting somebody to be very, expecting somebody very raw, somebody who would have struggles. And while there were struggles, there weren't as many as I was dreading. So I came in feeling pretty good. And then the second season, the story out of training camp was just that he was struggling every single day going up against Carl Lawson. And then, that first game, he suffers the season-ending injury, and it was kind of a weird thing because the Jets, for whatever reason, made it sound like he wouldn't be out that long. He ended up missing the rest of the season, so it just kind of kept dragging on. You know, if they had just announced at the beginning we're gonna, we lost it for the season, nobody would have paid it the second thought. But the fact that the Jets announced that he he'd be back relatively soon just made the whole storyline continue to drag out longer and longer than it needed to. And then last year. You know, we know what happened in the, that one training camp practice where even before the injury, it sounded like he was kind of struggling. And Becton has since then indicated that he's frustrated with the way the coaching staff handled it. It's a, it's a really amazing story. And the Jets need him because, again, Aaron Rodgers, I've said this a lot, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play more from the pocket this year than he has at any point in his career. And if you keep Aaron Rodgers upright, if you give Aaron Rodgers a clean pocket, he's at, still at his age. He's going to have a lot of success. He's, your offense is going to do big things with Aaron Rodgers because he's as smart as ever. The arm is maybe it's not 100% of what it used to be, but it's probably like 90 to 95%. It's still plenty good for Aaron Rodgers to be a top notch quarterback in this league. He just can't evade pressure the way he used to. So just don't leave him under pressure. And, you know, up the middle, Connor McGovern's a good center. Elijah Vera Tucker is a, at worst a credible starting guard. And it, he may be better than that. You know, he looks like an, last year he looked like an above average guard, perhaps even a pro bowl caliber guard. So you've got him. Lincoln Tomlinson is, you know, a little shaky, but if you have Becton playing well, it changes everything for your offense. And it also means that you're going to have a right side of the line with Becton, Elijah Vera Tucker next to each other, opening holes and McGovern, who's a pretty good run blocker in his own right. So 
suddenly that that right side of the line, you're going to be able to run the ball and take some pressure off Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do as much because you'll have the run game working. And maybe Brees Hall doesn't need to do as much now. You know, with Dalvin Cook in the mix, the Jets can ease Brees Hall into the lineup. But if your run blocking is really effective, maybe you can limit Brees Hall's carries even further early in the season. Maybe Izzy Abanaconda can even take on some of the role. And you can just let Brees Hall focus on getting healthy for the stretch run. Because if you if Brees Hall kind of plays a minimal role early in the season, and then he's just focused on recovery, focused on getting 100% for the stretch run, and he comes back on and you start increasing his load in November, that could be the biggest trade deadline addition any team makes in this league. And it's only possible if the other pieces around Brees Hall allow him to do it and maybe allow the Jets to have success with Brees playing a more minimal role in the start of the season. Then you unleash him late in the year. And you saw last year how much of an impact Brees Hall can have. So a lot riding on this tackle position. And Becton has become, over the last three weeks or so, one of the truly pleasant surprises in recent Jets history. And if he goes out there and plays, plays strong, I'll give the coaching staff credit because it felt like the coaching staff to me was not giving him a fair shake for a bit. And I think that Becton's play, he's played his way into the lineup. He's forced the coaching staff to open their eyes and give him an opportunity. So this is a guy who I just told you in the first segment, the collectively, I think the offensive performance is going to be overstated. I do think the Becton performance is important though. I think if Makai Becton goes out and plays well, it could be a very positive sign for this football team moving forward. Now here, here on the lockdown Jets podcast, we'll close out our Friday episode. We'll talk about a guy who's been the focus of most of the preseason games. Maybe the last time he's the focus for a while, that's Zach Wilson, as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. It's the official start of fantasy football season. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. There's no waivers. There's no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and bigger than ever with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. And last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So get a move on. You're running out of time. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign in with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Use Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets Podcast here on this Friday, getting ready for the preseason finale, Jets and Giants, their annual preseason game tomorrow night. The Battle of New York, that's not really a battle because nobody cares who wins, but the Jets and Giants play every preseason, and some people try and hype it up. It doesn't really matter what the final score is. It's really about getting ready for the season, and it's one last chance for Zach Wilson to play well. And because Aaron Rodgers is in this game tomorrow night, it means Zach Wilson's playing time is going to be pushed back. So instead of starting the game, he'll get into the game later on. 
And I think that's the type of thing that could set them up for success because the later you play in preseason, the worse the competition is. You know, you're playing up against, you're going up against guys, you know, you especially get late in like the final preseason game, depending on the approach. You're, if you're playing in the second half, you're playing against the last guys battling out for roster spots. And an experienced quarterback like Zach Wilson, even one who's struggled so much in his young career. Well, Zach Wilson struggled against premium defenses. He struggled against starters in the NFL. He struggled against teams that have been game planning against him, teams that have been trying to throw out exotic fronts and exotic coverages to try and fool him. That's not going to be the Giants' focus tomorrow. The Giants' focus is going to be on testing out the guys at the bottom of the roster, figuring out who their 51st, 52nd, 53rd players are, and then who's 54, 55, 56. They're going to be trying to figure out who gets the last spot on their practice squad. So you're going to see a lot of bottom of the roster guys. And it's not really, they're not really going to run schemes that are going to, they're trying to confuse Zach Wilson. They're going to run schemes that'll help them evaluate their players, which tend to be more generic because you're looking for just general skills from those guys. So this is set up for Zach Wilson to play well. And as I've said frequently on this show over the last couple of weeks, the end results for Zach Wilson, I don't know it's as important as it is just building confidence. And a lot of this comes from the media narrative of how Zach Wilson plays. And the media is really latching on to this Aaron Rodgers is going to fix Zach Wilson thing. Now, whether or not that actually turns out to be the case remains to be seen. I think that it's fair to be a little skeptical of that narrative. But they are latching on to it. And this good narrative, I think, can help Zach Wilson build up his confidence. Because as much as anything last year, Zach Wilson struggled with a lot of the tangible aspects of the position he really lacked a lot of the basic fundamentals, lacked a lot of basic mechanical stuff, but the confidence was clearly gone for Zach Wilson. And I think the first step with any quarterback is you just wanted to have success. You wanted to start believing in himself. And part of that, especially in New York, means the narrative needs to change because I don't care what a player tells you. The players, they should not listen to the media. The players do focus on the media. I mean, I can tell you that for a fact. I can tell you that from like, Emails I get from agents who are mad when I say something about like or write something they don't like about one of their players. The players do follow what the media has to say. And right now, the media has some positive things to say about Zach Wilson. They're kind of buying into the redemption arc. They're kind of buying into the comeback arc. And I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to be able to turn it around. It's going to be a very, very long road. It's going to be a very, very tall hill to climb for him to become the long-term starting quarterback of the New York Jets. It's a lot to ask. But if that scenario is going to play itself out, the first thing that has to happen is Zach Wilson has to start believing in himself again. And there are lots of ways that's going to happen. I and mean, one of them is just Aaron, having a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers take you under your wing and show you, you know, believe, show, show some belief in you himself. But part of that's when you start to hear this media, these people who have been saying a lot of negative things about you the last two years, suddenly are saying positive things. And it can't help but build your confidence a little bit. And this this whole thing this preseason has been set up for Zach Wilson to have success. And he's avoided big mistakes as much as anything, which I think is important. Because I think that you know, even though what he's done is not, for the most part, been too spectacular, and I think the Jets have done a good job building in some pretty simplistic, some pretty easy reads for him to complete, a lot of it's just about not making the big mistake. Because if you put out a neutral outcome, it's easy to buy that, to that as a positive. As long as it's not like a disaster outcome, people are going to say, you know what, Zach Wilson, he's, he's looking better. And it's very difficult to have a disaster outcome against the competition you're facing in the preseason. So 
I think the Jets, to the extent it matters, to the extent that you, you can judge the way a team handles a player in the preseason, I think the Jets have handled Zach Wilson excellently this preseason by putting him in the right positions and maybe helping to take that first step. And in this game, I think Zach Wilson should play a lot. I think he, I could argue he should even play to the finish, get him in against the worst competition possible, get him some quality reps, get, allow him to continue to build that confidence and move forward because he's not going to get any other opportunities unless something happens to Aaron Rodgers once the regular season comes along. So this is the last chance playing a real game situation. You know, I just talked about how Aaron Rodgers is playing in his first real game situation. This will be Zach Wilson's last chance to play in a real game situation for another year. So make the most of it. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show or are listening on a podcast or us, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday to talk more Jets. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.